All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Oilers Nation Radio is back on Tuesdays. Hello. We are back. And not only are we back on a Tuesday, we started ahead of schedule today because there's a Jays playoff game and uh, Tyler's very, very excited about Getting it. Getting going early. Tyler wants to speak a little faster if possible. Is that a... It's a nest <laughs> I was just, I was we actually going to be... We're on camera we now. We so. last Friday too. There was talks about, about beers during the show. I heard them cling and clang together. Then Tyler walked into the cooler for the next couple hours. Now we're cracking pop cans in here. I was going to get really upset because I was just like, I didn't get offered a beer. <laughs> I would like a beer. Uh, that's good. Anyway. That's a good joke. There you go. We're going to start off as always by a shout out with a shout out for our friends at Oodle Noodle. New location opening in Calgary down in Beacon Hill. You are in Calgary. You're welcome. All the best things come from Edmonton. And you know it. If you're in Edmonton, swing by any of those locations here in the city and grab a free Oilers Nation sticker. Mr. Yuremchuk, what have you got for a delicious debate? Well, it's got to be all about the preseason, right? We got news this week that Brandon Sutter has decided to retire Bummer. from the game of hockey, ending his professional career and ending his reign as the leading favorite to be the Oilers' 12th <laughs> forward at a camp. So now the question must be, and the debate must be, who is the new favorite to be the Oilers' 12th forward on opening night? Who wants to jump in first? Well, I'll just say, first of all, all the best to Brandon Sutter. I mean, there was a guy that I think, like you said, Tyler, we all had him penciled in. Made a made a huge decision there. Recognized that it wasn't going to be there for the season. So huge for him. Uh, sucks. Body just gave up on him. Yeah. It's or, uh, whatever you want to say. It's it's tough to see. I think for myself, I'm looking within the organization. It's on brand, and it's one Brad Malone. I think that he <laughs> no, has Dan. he has had this Dan. this spot as the no. fourth line center no. waiting for him for a while. I don't think that there's an option out there. I, I want Lane <laughs> Pedersen to be the answer, but I don't think he is. So I, I'm going to say Brad Malone. All right. Well, that was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, what do you got? Who is our 12th forward since it cannot be Brandon Sutter? Well, it's not 34-year-old Brad Malone. Whoa. Sorry, Dan. Ageism. It could have been 34-year-old Brandon Sutter, provided he played at his 27-year-old season. Yeah, I was going to say. it was. Yeah, it was going to be 28-year-old Sutter, by the way. I, I mean, I think it's Lavoie. As, he's the only one on a contract that's, you know, not waiver exempt. And I just think he hasn't. Malone's no, also on a contract. But just. nobody's done enough to beat Lavoie. <laughs> yep. I don't think Lavoie's done enough to keep himself on the roster, but nobody's done enough to beat his spot either. So my answer is Raphael Lavoie. Also, I'll say Brad Malone was Connor McDavid's teammate on the pickleball tournament. So there's that. I'm Inside just track for Brad Lamone. 
Lamone. Brad Lamone. <laughs> Rick, who's the extra four? Who's the 12 forward? I'm going with Liam here. I've said from uh, from a very early on standpoint that I think Lavoie is going to make the roster, and I, I still believe so. Um, not being able to put him on waivers, having to put him uh, through waivers is uh, definitely part of it. But like you said, no one's really played him out of it. And so it's, it really comes down to him and Peterson, and I think just if you can put Peterson down there and pull him up freely, mm-hmm. then that's the obvious answer. So you guys are in that scenario. Derek Ryan shifts into the four-line center spot. And LeBlanc takes uh, Yeah, his- I don't know who's going to take those. I mean, he, he can take the draws and he swap positions after that mm-hmm. and kind of put them on the way. That's, it is what it is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them play 11 forwards still and then roll your three centers between the four, four uh, wing pairs. I think if LeBlanc, if LeBlanc sticks, I mean, almost in any scenario that I guess isn't Brad Malone, I think you're putting yourself in that spot of 11 and 7 to start the year. I don't know if you can trust Dylan Holloway to be your fourth line center. I think a lot of people are just assuming it's going to be Raphael Lavoie. Uh, We had a chance to catch up with Luke Gazdick on Oilers Nation every day today. What did he he, say? He said, one, he's been disappointed in the entire race. He thinks that... I am too, actually. He says Lavoie had a chance to just come in and beat the door down more or less. And established himself as the guy, and he didn't do it. Brandon Sutter health let him down a little bit. That would have been really interesting if he was fully healthy. Um, Adam Ernie's been fine, but he hasn't been amazing by any stretch. Brad Malone's been fine, hasn't been amazing by any stretch. So it's just kind of like this jobs here, and nobody seemed to really wanted to think he's the it. term grab the bull by the horns and take this thing. <laughs> With that being said, he also added sometimes teams or fan bases get a little bit too enamored with their own players and the waiver wire. Don't buy it. Ottawa's yeah. Ottawa's <laughs> putting like all of their past first round picks on waivers. They don't give a shit. It's probably not the best asset management, but maybe Edmonton shouldn't be that scared of losing a second round pick. Raph Lavoie, maybe you just take the best player. And Luke's point was the best player has probably been Adam Ernie. Hmm. We learned that last year, though. You can put guys down yeah. on waivers at this point of the year where no one's really going to touch. I really there like that. Of, there are a bunch of guys that you saw last year go down that you're like, could be, could be, and then nobody touched any of them. I think there's also going to be one of those days where, you know, a bunch of teams flood the waiver wire with their people, and if you can slide them in that way. How many, how many games know. do we have left? Three? Uh, two. 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 Yeah, so Wednesday, I don't think the race today. is over yet. But Wednesday, Friday. Friday. Today is the start of that because teams like the Oilers are starting to send their guys down. And so, well, I think we started a while ago. Today was only three. But we're the big waiver, down to yeah. the final roster, that's for sure. I think the Oilers, if they're going to send down Lavoie, It'll be a last minute thing and they'll let everybody else do what they got to do and see if people get claimed, you know, forwards get claimed. And then it's like, Hey, well, that was our chance. Everyone's already taken everybody. Is there an so opportunity? Does through. anyone think that the Oilers just straight up claim someone? And that is the option at huh, yeah. 12 forward. I honestly haven't even given much thought to that. Like there is a yeah. chance someone better than Raph Lafaw goes on waivers around the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a possibility gotta be better and there's other PTOs gotta be out there better too. and cheaper though or at least equal dollar amount you're running in trouble if you start talking about anything a dollar more than he's getting yeah or it's gotta be a center like a real legit guy where you're like like a lock, like a, a lockdown why well, it's gotta like be 28 year old Brandon Sutter <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the rest of the league is looking like but there's PTOs out there so I'm sure that Kenny and the team are looking at the rest of the league and yeah. the teams that are playing so there's an opportunity <laughs> Here are the line combos from Oilers practice today, Tuesday. Top line, they've got Kane McDavid Brown. Second line is Nuge Drysaddle Hyman. Now the interesting part. Holloway Lavoie sharing the three LW reps with Peterson and Fogel completing that trio. On the fourth line, they've got Ern. Is it Ern or Ernie? I think it's Ernie. Ernie. Ernie on the left wing, Malone in the middle, Yanmark and Ryan splitting the right winger duties. Who had this again? That is from Daniel Nugent Bowman at the Athletic. I'm a visual learner. That just like it sounds to me that who would you have third line center? Lane. Peterson. Lane He's Lane obviously Peterson. just taking um, McLeod's spot right now. Mm-hmm. And then I really don't know what they're doing with the fourth line, but I would not expect to see um, Malone here for sure. And who is the centerman over down there? Malone would be the center right now. And, er- and Ernie's there? Yep. So the fourth yeah, yeah, is I don't Ernie on the left, Malone Neither one of those guys are sticking around. But the janitor and Derek Ryan splitting the right winger duties. But both Ernie and Pedersen would have to be signed. 
That is the sign. No, so oh, here, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Here's here's my reading. Let's play a little game of reading way too much into preseason Let's practice lines. That's what we do. Top six is top six. Peterson is a placeholder for McLeod. Mm-hmm. And your third line is going to be Holloway, McLeod, and Fogel. Yep. Yeah. Your fourth line is going to be Ernie with one of Yanmark or Ryan. Lavoie goes down, Malone goes down. Ernie makes the team and they're going to go 11 and 7 on night so one. You think one That's what you just said? No, Peterson's just a placeholder from McLeod. So okay. I think Holloway and Lavoie are splitting because you're just getting reps in practice. That's Holloway's spot. It's going to be a Holloway, McLeod, Fogel third line. It's going to be Ernie with one of Yanmark or Ryan on the right side opening night. Malone, Lavoie both go down 11 and 7. Um, Broberg's placeholder for Ekholm or is Gleason a placeholder for Ekholm? Oh, or is Gleason the answer? Hey. Well, <laughs> anyways, we're again reading way too much into that. I would, yeah, I would still put money on Lavoie making this team, but reading off Same. these lines, the fact that it's Holloway Lavoie splitting and not Lavoie Ernie splitting is a little bit like hmm? we learned last year not to read too much off Lavoie on his off wing. Yeah, that was kind of no, we learned last year not to read too no. much into lines, especially not on game day. They used to run like a set of lines two days before a game. And people would absolutely lose their mind. Then come that game day, right. it was exactly what you expected it to be. And people were overreacting and it looked kind of funny. So I've never heard anybody. That doesn't sound ever. right. We talking about very logical, rational people, <laughs> especially about line combos and starting goalies. Anyway, I'm curious to know who do you think is going to be the 12th forward? If you listen to this owner radio podcast, Twitter and Instagram, hit us up. I actually, I'm kind of buying what Luke is just to give my answer. I'm kind of buying what Luke Gazdick saying. Do we have enough money to run 12 and 7 and 2? No. On opening day? I don't you. think so. Mm-mm. No. Bold approach. So it has 12, to be- 7, and 1. Hey, only, nobody's only, doing that. You only need one. Yep. Nobody's doing it. CBA time. says you need two. The rules say you need two, but I say no. E-bug. E-bug for the backup. Embrace. Oh, here we reject go. Reject tradition. Embrace modern modernity. What if we make Connor a player coach and therefore his salary becomes coaching salary, which is not... Have Smart. a cap on it. No, 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 no. You healthy scratch the other, the backup goaltender, if you will. You healthy mm-hmm. scratch him. You get him off your roster, whatever. Give him a ticket. He's now the he's now the e bug. Mm. <laughs> and if you need him, you call upon your e bug. You get. A- you just really hope the other team doesn't get two injuries and then he has to go play against you. That would be really awkward. Jack three D three D chess. Yeah, three D chess coming on over here. Canucks coach just comes in with a bar. And who is that? Who is the figure skater? <laughs> Tanya Harding. Yeah. Tanya Harding. Tanya, Tanya Harding. Harding. Nancy the hell out of both of them. Boom. Jack Campbell's playing for the Canucks. Anyway, I want to talk oh, about. Wait, did you just say the Skinner's going to start game one? We'll see. That's next on the list. That's what it sounded like to me. I want to talk about that next on the list. But first, I want to talk about Friday night at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. We were there. Weather's night. Weather's nation night at the track. Did you win money? Yeah, buddy. Turns out I am very good at betting on horses. <laughs> My strategy of picking the horses with the dumbest names or the ones that were most uh, obvious to me, like first race of the night, Rick, Yep. horse in there named Come On, See You Later. Yep. Who bet on Come On, See You Later? You did. I did. Who won? I did. Well, Come On, See You Later did. Well. But you won. Listen, by, by how box. could a horse be slow with a name like that? <laughs> it's true. This is a good point. Captain Fireball, winner. Wow. Yeah, that the big one too. So are you just going based on you just going based on names? Are you visualizing? Are, are you, you taking like a look at these horses first? Listen. Oh, well, names number one. That narrows right. down the playing field, <laughs> yeah. right? Then the fun part about it was the horses do like a preliminary lap around the track. So you can get a good eyeball on them. We were checking out the knees, so this, checking out this is the big difference between real and plastic. That your numbers would be much bit, much higher in the plastic realm <laughs> if they would do like a little walkie lap around first. Yeah, I dig so. it. Anyway, all have, I know. If you could have, have a digital horse strike racing game that works completely. Well, hey, listen, you want to make sure the track is smooth. Yeah. Like I don't know who had those those little um, racing cars when you were a kid. You, you put yeah, them on like a little track, and yeah. they mm-hmm. they'd, they'd whip the, the course, but he mm-hmm. went too hard. It snaps right up. Well, that's the same thing with the horses. Well, well gotta be careful. All I know is that uh, as a plastic pony progressive winner, it translated to betting on real horses as well. Your strategy worked. There was a couple of times I had buddies who were there with their pencils out, like making notes and like studying past races, and they were like, "Bag milk. That's a bad one. That's what they want you to bet on. Like, don't <laughs> give into it." And bag milk said, "Damn you all. I'm going with my gut," and he won. 
I once I once saw um, one of my waitresses a long time ago. We had a, we were betting on all the football games, so you just got to pick the winner, yeah. pick the winner, pick the winner, and then uh, hit the number at the at the total for the tie for tiebreaker for Monday. She won hundred percent. Wow! I mean, and this had zero to do with like anything like sitting down, who's playing, who's not playing. It was like, hey, what's their name? What's their color type of a thing? It was. Sometimes incredible. the system works. Yep, yeah, it's incredible. incredible. The system works until it doesn't. But on Friday night, it did. All I'm saying, if you're looking for a night out. That was my first time ever at Century uh, Century Mall. Was, had a In blast. Jammed. I had a blast, and uh, a squad bet on a horse like Captain Fireball that starts off in sixth place and then comes back to win. There was electric. There was a lot of doubt behind Captain Fireball. Yeah, there a was. A lot of people walked away from the glass, and I said, "No, it doesn't matter. The race is not over. The bell is not rung." And what happened? Captain Fireball won. Captain Fireball won. That's why he was a captain and no longer a deputy. Yep. <laughs> kind of like when I always do my American Thanksgiving, the Oilers aren't making the playoffs. Yep. The Oilers exactly. are Captain Fireball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Tyler, you brought up Jack Campbell. This guy has had a hell of a preseason so far. Another strong performance last night against the Kraken. My question is, how much stock are you putting into preseason performances for the goaltending? And what does that mean on opening night on Wednesday? Well, Liam and I, first off, the, we talked about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. The most staggering part of his stat line is the fact that his save percentage and goals against average are almost the same number. Hmm. It's like 981 and 971. His, his goals against average is better than his save percentage right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. Um, a week ago, Frank Saravalli said, do you think there's a chance you either start Campbell game one against Vancouver? Not home game one, but like that first game next Wednesday. And I was like, Frank, you're insane. But I'm kind of sitting here going, I think you do. He's been the better goalie so far through preseason. I think it sends a good message that this is a healthy competition and whoever plays the best gets the spot. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good message to Jack Campbell that like, hey, man, we believe in you. Like Played well, you earned it, you got it. You got it. Also, I think it's somewhat of an easy tell to Skinner to be like, hey, we're splitting you guys a lot this year. It's not going to be... Uh, 52 game, 30 game workload. It's going to be, you know, 45, 37 or whatever that math is. That actually math is correct. I nailed it. Um, The workload is going to be closer and you tell them, we don't want Jackson on the bench for that long. We're giving him game one and you get the home opener. Rocking crowd on a Saturday night. Skinner probably goes, yeah, if we're splitting them, that's how I want to do it. So So you are are penciling in one and one. Yeah. One and one camel game, one Skinner game two. They get what are you doing, Rick? I think you probably have to wait a couple more games yet. I think you don't make that decision till after the Friday game or whenever the last game is and wait a couple days after that. Friday night against the Kraken is the last preseason game of the never ending pre preseason season. So we play another, another Oiler alumni team. Uh, yes, they are Oilers West. That's right. Yeah. That's, but is it in Edmonton though? It, it is in be, Edmonton. It might not have as many former Oilers on it. The last, yeah, two, last game of the year. Yeah, the last two preseason games are here in Edmonton. So they got Calgary on Wednesday. They got Ooh. the Kraken on Friday. Probably have Shore, but not much else, I would imagine. Well, all those guys will play. You'll play the last you game. think Larson and Yamamoto would come to Edmonton? Last game before the preseason, before the regular season? Oh, yeah, yeah everyone plays. You play pretty much a real eye on it. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, well, just to be different, I'll say Skinner first and Campbell second, but I do think they'll go relatively 50% both uh, down the line this year. Dan, who are you starting game one? I, well, I, on Oilers Nation's Instagram, they asked for the bold prediction and I predicted that Jack Campbell is going to be our playoff game starter too. So I think that, yeah, you go back to Jack and it's, it's a fresh page. You're also saying thanks to Skinner because I mean, the guy, you force the guy to work his ass off the rest of the season because we weren't going to Jack ever. We were talking about going to Chet Pickard first. So it's <laughs> like, it, I don't know, like it's it, for me. Yeah. Let's let him do it and reset the page on his entire Oilers career and see where it goes from here. And can I just table that? I am absolutely here for a Jack Campbell redemption season. Mm-hmm. I'm here for awesome. it. Yeah. Liam, who you got in game one? Um, I think it's Campbell too. I think he's earned it just from this little run he's had here. And also it's on the road, a little less pressure. Maybe if it was at home, I would say Skinner hundred percent. Well, that's why I actually I'm with Tyler. I think soup will get game one in Vancouver and then Skinner will have the Saturday night at home. Yeah. That's how I think it's going to play out. And it's not for lack of earning it either. Campbell's preseason has been fantastic. Game one's a shutout and the goaltender stands on his head. Do you still swap him? Yes. 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 Because you commit I mean, to the bit. Yeah, we did it last year with them, <laughs> and it we went with it until it wasn't working anymore, and then you went to Skinner. I like it's going to be a fascinating story to follow throughout the season, like what the goalie splits look like. Mm-hmm. Last year, obviously, 
Skinner took most of the games down the stretch. I think it's going to be really close to 50-50. I do too. Me too. I do too. And I think if it's really close to 50-50 that the Oilers are in a really good spot also. Yes. Both guys are be playing well in that scenario. We always tell ourselves we're not going to do the, you know, take too much stock in preseason, get too excited about preseason. But I think there's a difference when we're talking about goaltending, right? Like it's a little bit more like it's just stopping the puck. That part of it's the same. And he's been playing NHL quality competition. The game in Calgary, perhaps more impressive than the one in Seattle because he was facing NHL quality competition with the Condors in front of him. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have any well, let me support. ask you a question though. As a counterpoint, just play devil's advocate. Do you think that performing well in the preseason will be easier for a guy like Jack Campbell? Because there's really no expectations on the outcome. There's really no pressure to perform well in terms of results. I think for a guy that we have, uh, or that, like since his time in Toronto, his mental fortitude has been questioned, called into question. I think to have that little bit of swagger that we've seen out of him is the part that's putting me over the top and excited about it. It's not just that he's making the saves. It's that he's doing it with flair and he's excited and he's out there. A guy that what six months ago said he was crap and it was all his fault is now, you know, popping up and, and making 10 bell saves that look great. So yeah, I, I I'm with you, Tyler. It's don't go too far into preseason results, but when you're seeing those, those little things from a guy that you didn't see last year, that's exciting. And also when it comes to the pressure, I think, you know, obviously this isn't regular season hockey or playoff hockey, but if Jack Campbell would have came out and shit the bed for two straight preseason games, it would have been an interesting conversation happening right now. So I think there was, I think there was a bit of internal pressure from it. Maybe not so much external. What kind of, what kind of workload did he get in that game? Like some goaltenders are better when they get more. Calgary was almost 40 better when they get less. 34 shots last night. Calgary was almost 40. So yeah, well that's, when you have the real team in there, then you're only giving up 20 shots. Yep. It's still going to be as sharp because well, you don't get the same amount yeah, of shots. Yeah, that's fair. Like that. Because he would have known that that team wasn't going to score, likely score the run support that he would have needed in a, in a bad game. But I think that there's... No, you just you give up more, more. You get more action. When you get more action, yeah. you get more reps. You, yeah. you become better. When you get less reps, sometimes the puck goes past you. All about that action. I'm straight. All about the reps. Get better with practice. Mm-hmm. That's what Rick's trying to get at. And his equipment situation is probably figured out this year, which it wasn't a year ago. It's it's new equipment again, isn't it? Not? Yeah, but I think he's got a better handle on it this year. I hope so. We hope. Me too. Yeah, like if he can trim down some of those, uh, the rebound control a little bit, we're going to be miles ahead of where we're or at. Or the hole in his glove. Mm-hmm. Well, the literal hole in his glove. He spent yeah. all season sewing that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, it's actually now a back catcher's mitt. <laughs> Softball, yeah. one of those first baseman's <laughs> gloves that are just like fucking huge. Yeah, gigantic. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, I want to talk about our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. We are just over a month away from the Nation Vacation to Seattle. They are going to be our official insurance providers on all things at Nation Vacation. If there's one thing better than sharing memories, it's making new ones. And that's what we'll be doing just over a month from now as we leave down to Seattle. What I want to talk about now is that we are very, very soon to be launching our trip to Arizona that's coming up in February. Ooh. So if you want to go watch our beloved boys play in an arena that's built for ants, this is watch the time them in the agricom. This is the time to do it. I promise you you're going to want to come on this one. Stay tuned to our socials, stay tuned to oilersnation.com. The details will follow and our friends at Alberta Blue Cross are going to make sure that we get there safely and effectively. The weather will probably be a little bit nicer there as well. If you want to just run away for a couple <laughs> days. In Arizona and Edmonton in February? Come on. Just a guess here. <laughs> Not a meteorologist, but... Fun story about the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I'm trying to just been trying to track down the tickets for that trip, actually. Uh, my ticket rep hasn't been answering my emails. I gave him a call today, and he let me know that uh, the, the the garbage dump that they were going to build the arena on actually yeah. caught on fire last week, and they yeah. haven't been allowed to go to the offices this week because there's toxic fumes coming oh, from no. the garbage dump. So there you go. Listen, every right. organization's <laughs> gone through something like that. Can't Granted, you're not going to the Coyotes head office can't on go, this can't trip. Get a so don't have to worry about it. But they they uh, they are not allowed to go into their office this There's a will. There's a way. It sounds to me like we might get a free contact high from huffing garbage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bonus. That's what that's what happens when you put your office right next to a bonus a facility like that where it's being torn apart. I'm hearing complaints, but I've got solutions. The Oilers head office is still outside of the municipal airport. The Edmonton Municipal Airport. Yes. <laughs> Gone, but never forgotten. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things that happened today. 
So Borgo last night against the Oilers West scored two goals. Got sent back down today to the Bakersfield Condors along with Seth Griffith and James Hamblin. Any surprises there for anybody? Nope. Mm, No, not really. I I actually thought Hamblin might survive like another day, but I'm not surprised he's gone down. Malone stuck over him, I think was kind of the decision there. You need someone to play center in a preseason game. Only need one of those two. Let me ask yeah. you guys about Borgo's preseason so far. Liam, I know you're on the Borgo train because you don't want to hear about Jesper Wallstead. <laughs> oh, Wyatt Johnston. How has he been looking for you so far through six preseason games? I think he's been fine. His goal, second goal yesterday was legit. That was a legit NHL goal. But maybe the writing was on the wall already. He only played like seven minutes, five and five, 11 minutes total. So he needs to go down to Bakersfield and have another year. But we talked about it today too. He's like, it's good that the pressure just isn't there for him. Like no one really needs him to be good right now. So I think it's good for Borgo just to go down to Bakersfield and hopefully have like a 50 point year. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Thoughts on Borgo? Anybody else? I, I mean, you look at a, an organization like Pittsburgh where they just had wingers waiting to slot in after the next yeah. guy prices away out of the market. So yeah, I think having good young wingers that are percolating in Bakersfield is an awesome thing. I think, you know, he has didn't necessarily come in and win a job and make the team or whatever, but it's a successful training camp for Borgo because I think he took a step forward and a step up the depth chart. You know, like if they were to have two right wingers go down at some point in the season, I think you'll sit here and you can go, man, Borgo played good in the preseason. Like, let, let's get a look at him in the NHL. Whereas coming into this camp, he would have been further down the list than that for me. So I think he did a good job of just making some noise in a positive way. And now, I mean, come January, February, if you need to make a call up and you need a top nine winger, maybe you go, Hey, let's give him a look. Liam, I got to ask you because last night, Borgo scored two against the Seattle Kraken. how did you feel last night seeing your <laughs> beloved Devin score in a Seattle Kraken Jersey? Um, well, I don't think heartbreak quite defines it. And you're a stronger <laughs> word than that. Um, do you was, remember the quote we heard last Friday, correct? No, that was someone else. Okay. <laughs> that was someone Just else. Just curious to make sure we all remember that. It wasn't me. It wasn't a fever dream? Uh, no, I slept in my Devon Score <laughs> jersey last night, and the hat was just on my bedside counter. But sad day. I got the 94 on the order, though, from the Kraken. Thoughts on uh, Kyler Yamamoto scoring against the Oilers? It was just one of those ones where, like, you know, players move around all the time and just goes, ah, that was our, that was our little buddy. Hey, as long as he does it in the preseason, that's a step in the direction, in the right direction for the organization. Sad part about Yamamoto is just that he got unfortunately priced out, right? Like yeah. we're talking about Borgo, these guys having wingers who can just elevate in. And it's like, ah, with him, there was so much excitement and he was so close to being a guy that would have been homegrown, drafted, developed talent that could have been a top six winger and like just got a yeah. little bit too expensive and was just a little bit too ineffective. So it sucks seeing him in another organization. Let great, me ask you. Great spot for him though. Last year, 58 games played, 10 goals, 15 assists for Yamo. The year before was the 20 goal, 21 assist uh, season for 41 points. What do you predict for him in uh, Seattle this year? 12 goals, 22 assists. Put some thought into this. I, just, I, I asked think the group be yesterday if we had any homework. You said no prediction until next week. And here you are with a pocket full of projections. I didn't ask, I didn't ask the question. He can't turn it off. He can't turn it off, you know? <laughs> I'm always thinking about the encyclopedia. <laughs> when was the last time Yamamoto played 82 games in the season? Has he ever done it? Uh, he played 81 in 21-22. Okay, so one of the year before. I think he'll get injured again, unfortunately. So I'll, I'll say he gets like eight goals. He had a couple of years That's in the dark in the league. I know, but his injuries are lingering. It's the same injury over and over. Last again. year was really tough. That's a good point. That was tough. Yeah. I think so he stand healthy. If he's healthy, then you could put up another 20 goal season. Why not? But saying that Seattle is just, just so equal the whole way, right? Like they play everyone the same. They don't have a star. So maybe he has a bit more success there than he would. In Let me ask you about Seattle. Cause last year, nobody expected anything from them. They made the playoffs. They made it into the second round of the playoffs, but they also had a lot of things go right in terms of their forwards. Everybody scored last year. What do you expect from Seattle this year? I, it's hard to say because I think Vancouver and Calgary are both going to be better, but also I don't think Seattle got worse, did they? Like, no, I think I we're, think all just, got... we're all just assuming they're not going to be as good because guys will have regression. But I think until they prove us wrong or right or whatever, then they should be the front runner to make a playoff spot and out of that three. I still think that their goaltending is their biggest question mark. And if they won in spite there, of it last yeah, year, if that isn't there, I, I don't know how they can sustain it because, like we said, their lineup was just full of 20 goals last year. Tyler, what, what's, what do you expect from Seattle this year? 
So yeah, like that mushy middle, Liam said, yeah. Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle. I think they're all going to be incredibly close. I think Seattle drops a good amount from their hundred and some points. And I think Calgary and Vancouver are both going to be a few points better. Um, if I had to power rank them right now, again, just because it's preseason and all you have is looking on paper, I think I might be going Vancouver 1, Calgary 2, Seattle 3. I think they're third in that tier. I just There's no star power. I You can't trust the goaltending. They have the worst goaltending of that trio. Their blue line leaves a little, leaves me wanting more. Last year, they got 16 goals in 48 games from Ellie Tolvanen. Like, are you getting 30 goal pace from Ellie Tolvanen mm-hmm. again? Probably not. Last year, they had 20 some goals from Daniel Sprong playing on their third line. Are you getting 21? They let him go. I don't see anyone on that roster who's going to go on the third line and pop home 20 plus goals next year. I think they're going to take a step back. Rick, thoughts? Seattle? Somewhere outside of, they're not in the top three. Outside of that, they're in that little, everyone's going to be racing for it. I just think they're going to be the team with the confidence. Their goaltending has to bounce back there, you know. We've said that, we said that last year, and then it didn't bounce back. They just got better around them. Well, no, Grubauer was, is that, how many years has he been in Seattle now? One? This will be his third. Yeah. Oh, so he's been there. Oh, good, never mind. They've been, he's been there as long as they've been But he wasn't, he wasn't their number one guy in the first year, even. His two, his save percentages in Seattle, 889, 895. I just think Calgary and Vancouver need to prove it to themselves that they can have success where Seattle doesn't need to prove it to themselves anymore. They know they can have success. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference. If Calgary going into the season and Markstrom craps his pants for the first 10 games. Again. That's again, so unlike him though. <laughs> and like Vancouver, so- they, should, they should have been better probably last season too. I know that blue line got a lot better, but like they still have a lot of question marks too. I just think those two teams, we don't know. I've heard, know. I've heard this Vancouver love more recently. Yeah. Where is that coming from? Because Vancouver was so bad last year. Their defense is way better. So now. bad. But so we think that the defense so is... It'll help. People like young offensive players and they have a handful. Well, and it's so easy to look at them. And again, Gazdick talked about this today, so I'm kind of just repeating them. But like Thatcher Demko, when he's healthy, yep. is so good. Was Quinn Hughes, really good for a bit. He was good last year when he was healthy. He was really good in that playoffs a couple of years ago. And he was really good last year when he was healthy. I just healthy. don't think he's ever brought himself back to that. Except for last year when he was healthy. But he wasn't healthy all the time. He wasn't. Quinn Hughes, legit. Quinn Hughes, legit. Elias Pettersson. Although, is there a more miserable looking captain of an NHL team than <laughs> Quinn Hughes? Yeah. The answer is no. Um, and Elias Pettersson, very, very good. JT right. Miller, good when he's motivated. I think a full season of Rick Tockett will help him a lot. Calgary's captain didn't look very obvious, right? Michael back. <laughs> he didn't look so stupid. Yeah, he also did. Well, I mean, he just got <laughs> 9 million reasons to be happy. Yeah. Uh, if I was powering those three, I would say Seattle, Calgary, Vancouver. So you're the exact reverse of me. Is that what you said? I said Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle. Sounds I just think right. when you look at the team, like, so this is Seattle's top six on daily faceoff. Jared McCann, Benias, Everly, Schwartz, Wenberger, and Burkowski. I think that's a legit top six. So Yamo's not even in the top six. Yamo is, is, that a le- is that a legit top six? I would say if you match it up against five, Edmonton's top six, are you no Alex Wenberg? But I would say five is, is of that, those six. Okay, let's read Vancouver's then. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier, Elias Pettersson, Kuzmenko, uh, what's this guy's name? Phil Giuseppe, JT Miller, and Pizza <laughs> I think they have four legit top four players, top six players, and they have two players named Niels. That is true. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> That's a knock. Against it's them. worth noting. Yes. It's a knock against them. But the thing is, like, you can say that one Kuzmenko legit top six. Yeah, Besser legit. Miller legit. Pedersen legit. Pedersen is on the edge. Bovillier, yeah, yeah, is on the edge. Pedersen and Miller are better, are both better than any forward on the Kraken roster. That's true. Maybe Maddie Beniers one day, but for now, I would have if next year only Pedersen and Miller both better. You could almost make an argument for Kuzmenko. But didn't we see that with the Seattle Kraken last year that it is just offense by committee? Yeah. Like it's and not like their it's not depth a scoring and was York Strand on the third line, like yeah. all of that. Danny Gord. Danny Gord on the third line. Good. Yes. They, they'll kill you with four lines. I just think at some point, not having star power catches up to you. Yeah. Fair enough. Welcome to Carolina. But like Aho and Svechnikov are miles better than anyone on the Kraken roster. No, but they don't have like a yeah, superstar. And that's kind of been yep. what's been, been said about them the whole time. Yep. Well, then let's do, we're talking about it. Well, let's do Calgary's then. Their current top six, according to dailyfaceoff.com. Huberto, Lindholm, Mangiapani. That's the first line. Sharon Govich, Backlund, Coronado as the second line. That's the third, the third forward group, probably. <laughs> The How center depth is good. <laughs> How is their $8 million player the third line center? I don't know. 
It's yeah. a fair question. Thank you. Like you look at Dubois. those wingers and good. how many proven top six wingers do they have? Mangiapani and Huberto. Like, is that it? Mangiapani. And then a bunch of people. Like, like the number six, like the Phoebe, the, the, the second line. Like they're paying a lot for Blake Coleman to be on the fourth line. Are they not? Are I know these are just yeah, preseason, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, their blue line's the best though. Better than Seattle. Yeah. Uyghur, Anderson, Hannaf, and Tanev. That's a really, really yeah, good top that four. is. And that's probably why I would have them second over Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They were all there last year, right? Huberto uh, bounced back. Yes. Tanev was hurt a lot last year, was he not? Mm. I like the way Rick is going about this. Mm. Just chipping away at the floor. No, I like too. Like Rick is the <laughs> voice of reason here. In terms Eroding. of terrifying. Eroding. Pacific Division opponents. <laughs> yeah. And then a former friend, Jordan Osterley, on their third pairing. Great Puck Doku answer if you need him. Edmonton, Minnesota, or sorry, Edmonton, Chicago. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Was he in Pitt? I don't know. Might have been. Brad Hunt's another good one if you ever need one. Oh, how do you guys think it'll go? Power also, are we middle? just going to assume that the LA Kings will be the third best team with goaltending in tandem, Cam Talbot and Phoenix? Probably. They'll be, they'll be I between think them and them. No, I think that might sink them. I, I mean, that Dubois trade, I get it. They got the best player, but they also lost three players of that depth. And the, actually, the goal goals they sent worse. out more or less saw off what they brought it. Like, I don't think, I think they probably are the third best team in the division, but they're really getting locked into a group with Edmonton and Vegas. And they're not even on par with either of those teams. They, they might be a great overbet at Betway this year. Just because, yeah, like I'll, I'll rattle off the forwards since we're doing this for kind of every team. Byfield, Kopitar, Kempe, very good. Fiala, Dubois, Kalia, very good. Deneau, Moore, Arvidsson, third line, very good. But then you go, I think the blue line could have some interesting moments next season. And what do they got on the blue line? Mikey Anderson with Drew Doughty, Vlad Gavrikov with Matt Roy, Tobias Bjornfoot with Brant Clark. So a, a young... Are those the defensemen that were against us last year? Uh, the only one missing is Edler. Jersey. Sorry, and Edler. And, and Edler, sorry. Sean Jersey. They lost Jersey now. and Edler. And then what about their forwards? And what, kind of change, what kind of changes have they lost there? They lost... Uh, Iafalo. Velarde. And Kapari. And they swapped them for... Because I feel like they were a very well... Defense, were, defensive like top team, which helped their goaltending. Because if you remember, we needed a goaltender for a while. Jonas Corposalo's name came up many a times, and people trashed it, and they told you why. Here's his career numbers, blah, 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 all sorts of reasons. Then you put him on a team that's very defensive sound, and he got better, right? Well, or his numbers were better. He like, totally, put up yeah. better, better numbers, but a better game. Yep. Now, you can, do, you can say that same type of thing with a different type of goaltender, though. Mm-hmm. So their goaltending... You may not look at them what they were last year. You can look at them and go, what, does, what are these goaltenders like with a very strong defensive coach team? Yeah. We've seen that with Dubnik when he left. Yep. So I won't like until we see their goaltending start to, you know, ha- be the holes yep. in the ship. I won't say that too much because I think their team yep. might be what helps their goaltending. But- also, at the start of last season, they had Jonathan Quick and Kyle Peterson who both stunk behind this team. And then they had Phoenix Copley and Corpusala. The whole team was sucking at the, yeah. at the beginning. Did they not turn it around as a, as a whole? I mean, when they got goaltending. Well, the goaltending, yeah. Yes. yeah well, I mean, that's, first, yeah, that helps. Right? Cal Copley Peterson and- is not even an option for them, which is hilarious. He, he, he'd be making five million bucks riding the bus. He got sent down today. By Philly. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but they, they didn't oh, even yeah, want I him. he got traded. Yeah. They didn't even want him to keep him at the cap floor. Copley won like 11 games, I think, in he a won, row or something. Like oh, that. in a row. So, I think he won 24. Something like that. I know their goaltending stuck at the beginning of last year. They persevered, but they needed to spend a lot of assets to fix it. I just look at it and I go, you have this four group and decor that like is probably good enough to win a Stanley Cup. And you somehow decided to go into this season with Phoenix Copley, who's played 68 NHL games and he's like 30 and 36 year old, often injured Cam Talbot. I think that's a mistake. I think, I think like the a- Kings are going to be legit. I, just, play hard. I think they're legit. I just don't think they're better than Edmonton or Vegas. No, I agree. No. I think the Kings are going to be legit, but I also but think the, that they're probably not as hard to play against as they were last year, given who they traded to get like a Dubois. They're yeah. still better than those Seattle, three. Yeah. Calgary, Vancouver. So yeah. it will be Edmonton one, Vegas, LA battle for two and three, and then everybody else will be mm-hmm. filtered down. Could be five teams from the Pacific that get in this year. I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world. How many teams make the playoffs? <laughs> Eight? Eight. Oh, yeah. Yes. All and right. the central. Well, I think Calgary missed the playoffs last year by two points. That's and the good. central might suck. Hate to see it. I enjoy it personally. 
Flames? No. <laughs> I also talk yes. yeah. You know what? Anybody else sucking that is not us is fine by me. Way I look at it. Uh, I want to ask you guys about the Tyratty Award. If you don't know, the Tyratty Award is what I give out every single preseason, preseason champ. And this year, I don't know who that is. There's no Brandon Perlini running away with it. There's no Tyratty running away with it. There's no Alex Chieson running away with it. Who's been the best preseason player so far for the Oilers? Oh, I think it's probably Brad. No, I'm joking. Uh, it's, I would say it was Sutter, but then Sutter, of course, retired. I love him. I think it's Ben Gleason. Ben Gleason. There's nobody getting more hype on Twitter right now than Ben Gleason. Ben is that Gleason just because it was? He probably is, been my pick also. Yeah, he is the man. He is Question. Him, people say, I believe. Was uh, Alex not here before Tyratty? I don't uh, remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure he won the Tyratty Award. Because I thought he was the answer, and then Alex Tyratty well, well, he was, was the like answer, the next answer. But so, but like the, the well, we've we've split the awards, right? The like, Tyratty Award. I hope nobody gets because the Tyratty Award last year is was Dylan about showing off in the preseason and disappearing in the regular season. No, and not we, necessarily. I don't want anyone disappearing in the regular. Not season. necessarily. It's just the preseason. I think Ty the Ratty spirit of it was whoever just has the best preseason performance. Last That's year was Dylan Holloway. But if we go back in our, you know, recent history, take all of those guys, and unfortunately, no, I mean, we go to Magnus. Well, we go far back. Hold on, Rick, because we've some seen of the a lot of guys that, that we've had massive preseasons, yeah, and unfortunately, not been there in the. But we also season. named the other half of that award is the is the answer award. Well, yes, no, the answer. two different awards, but, but two different awards, but both of those have had that issue where sometimes our answers flame out too. Well, they always do, but that's why you know, it's sometimes a, it's like a twenty-four-seven belt. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it. like the last person to carry the answer award throughout the season Jeez, would have been Alex Chase for sure. He was a multi-winner. That was and he came in on a PTO and put up twenty-two goals as a net front presence on the power play. Like that is a legit season. But the original answer, if you remember, is was goalie. Al Montoya. It's a goalie. Yes. <laughs> so this one goes back a while. That's fair. It was a Coombsy at a party. At that was a, I think it was a Christmas party we were having where Coom named Yelled Al out. Montoya the answer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> of course, the original answer, Alan Iverson, never gone, but never forgot. <laughs> AI, there's time with you others. Now, nobody actually expects Gleason to make the opening day roster, correct? No. no. Okay, no, no. But okay. similar to Borgo, I think if you would have asked me to rank the call-up options for the Oilers on the blue line, should they run into injuries? Heading into this year, or heading into camp, I would have said Nima Linen, Deneen, Hoffenmeyer, then Gleason. And now I'm going Gleason, then Nemo line, and then the rest. Yeah, see, I would have said Nemo, and then I really don't know because the rest of them yeah. are all in a in the same category. And now I'd say Gleason and Nemo, both left shots, correct? Yeah, uh, Gleason and Nemo are probably equal. And yeah, I don't know how you decide which one you want to call up first. I think Gleason. Well, you need two yeah. injuries in order to call up, or someone goes. Well, to sometimes you need some insurance. And That's Gleason why I is insurance. That's why I, I just think if, if we have an, an injury on defense, you'll see them go to 12 and six faster than he will bring up another defenseman and continuing the 11 and seven. Getting me armchair GM horny. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you need some insurance, and that's why I encourage you to go to Cornerstone Insurance and make sure they get a little discount. For nine years and four generations, Cornerstone Insurance has been Edmonton's premier boutique insurer with everything you need in terms of insurance products. If you go to cornerstoneins.ca forward slash nation, you can get an online quote in just a couple of minutes. And if you use the discount code nation, you will get a exclusive rate on your insurance products. Cornerstoneins.ca. That's where you need to be. Got it? Good. Good, good, good. Uh, before we get into word association, I just want to do some. A little bit of promo. Number one, season launch party tickets are on sale right now. Nationgear.ca. We are raising some money for kids sports. We are going to have a great night. That is Wednesday the 11th at Greta downtown. We've got prizes to give away. We've got 15 pairs of tickets to a certain game that's outside, but I can't tell you which one. What can you figure it out? Could it be the Oilers Nation annual staff shinny game? I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Maybe wow, we're giving out tickets to that now. Maybe there time. could be an event coming at the football place that the other team plays at, but I couldn't say for sure. Whose ball is the devil? We can say the football place, can't we? 
I, you know what? I just, <laughs> the cease and desists have been rolling around in my head for over a decade now. So we're just going to call it the football place. Yep. You know what I mean? The Canadian football place. The Canadian football place. The big one, not the small one. The big one with 60,000 plus seats in it that are blue and, and green. Maybe <laughs> or, there's a chance no, you're in. Blue and, <laughs> what, 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 they're yellow and yellow green. I like that Jay told us to be less cheeky with this one. And you were like, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. So get your tickets. Nationgear.ca. They're available now. It is going to be a great night. That is coming up eight days from now. Whoa. You can see Liam there. Whoa. Wearing an outfit that Jay and Chalmers have picked out. Oh, right. When do you guys find out about that outfit? I think the night. I think, yeah, like morning of. Day I of. cannot wait. Will I you be able to mute these wait. people around you that night? Yeah, hopefully I have headphones because <laughs> we'll see. But everyone there, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm also looking forward to seeing everybody. I'm looking forward to going back at Greta. I'm looking forward to playing some vids. I'm looking forward to watching hockey once again. Okay. I'm waving at Kennedy, but she does not see me or hear me. Kennedy! Um, I like that you do that like you're signaling to the bullpen. You're like, come on, let's go. Want the righty. Well, this is like an audio podcast. It so is. we're trying to yeah. be the yeah. least amount we of disruption. Before, before we get to Kennedy's Gamer, while we wait for her to get settled in, uh, let's step aside for a quick ad break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. That's a great ad. I love that product. Mm -hmm. That service is fantastic. Liam's Liam wearing a hoodie with that logo on it. Endorses that service. Green screen that right in there. <laughs> this um, will be a video today, though. Full, yeah. full pod available as a video. This won't be our usual studio, though. No, no. we were supposed to be in the new studio, but Internal Gavin was in the studio. Miscommunication. Scheduling errors. On our happens. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is just some stuff we got going on at Oilers Nation this year. On the content side, on the written side, your game day stuff is going to be exactly as it was last year. So you're going to have your game notes. You're going to have your GDB from Gregor on the weekdays. Next day, you're going to have the wrap up in the evening. You're going to have the day after post the highlights as well. And then I will also be launching a three key things feature this year for every game day where I just kind of pick out three storylines from the night before, kind of discuss them at length, a little bit different for the written content. On the video side, we are going to have a pre and post game show this year, along with the Weathers Nation every day that is now back to five days a week. Is there, Tyler, anything else on the show side that you want to talk about really quick? Yeah, that pregame show is going to be awesome. I'm very, very excited to take people an hour right up to puck drop. I think that's cool. I think that's something we've been missing. The postgame show, I think, is going to be leveled up this year in a really fun way. Owen every day, back better than ever, season two. So between Owen every day, Gregor, pregame, postgame, two episodes of ONR, two episodes of Real Life, which should at some point start to feature Hockey Talk again. Um, that's <laughs> a lot of ways to, to consume the Are nation. you new on that podcast? <laughs> Lots of content coming, essentially. Both yep. written, podcast, live shows. Lots going on. OilersNation.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Of course, we want to get to 30,000 subs by the trade deadline. Why? So Tyler gets to do a boudoir shoot. Ah. I'm going to pick the outfits. Oh. I will be uh, behind the camera. How many subs do we need? 
30,000. What are we at right now? 17,000. How many, how much time do we have left? Uh, whatever the trade deadline is. That's we like what? Late February? Five months. Five Six months, people. Bought army, it. assemble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tell your friends. Actually, you know what? Just sign up for Gmail accounts until you've subscribed 13,000 times. <laughs> For our friends at Wilhawk Beef Jerky, we are going to pass over the word association torch oh. to Kennedy because Tyler did not want to do this, but we are going to no. have live on anyway. Incorrect. Well, actually, okay, true because I did not want to do it. <laughs> but I walked in the office one day and Kennedy said, hey, on Tuesdays, can I do word association? And it was quite possibly one of the best things I've ever heard. So we're going to have Kennedy run this now. There's going to be more than three seconds worth of effort during the podcast to put it together. We will see how this goes. But of course, we'll have beef jerky. Three locations around the city, in and around the city. Spruce Grove, Leduc, and West Edmonton Mall. Go get yourself some pickled eggs. Go make yourself a basket out of beef jerky. And you can carry your life around with it and then eat the basket when you're done. I like that. Right? Will Hawk beef jerky is delicious. I turn it over to Kennedy for word association. I do have to say, though, Tyler, when I asked you, you did not hesitate to say yes, you can have this. No hezzy. um, Okay, there. I've got five um, word association. There's no, we don't have a theme song for this yet, but we'll get there. There you go. Thank you, Liam. What's the order? Um, Order, let's go. You you want to go? Okay. Okay, we'll start Rick, Ty, Liam, Dan, BM. Pressure's on. Okay, number one, the new O&R logo. Be careful with this one. Dope. Smooth. Cool. B-E-A-U-tiful. Sexy. Thank you. It is cool. Great work, Kennedy. Thank you. Out of my back. <laughs> Yay. It's out there. Um, okay, number two. The Jays making the postseason. Barely. Nerve-wracking. Elimination. Canada. <laughs> Moonwalk. Kind of backed in, you know? Yeah, I like that. Uh, That's a good one. Birds. That's creative. Okay, number three. Oilers preseason is almost over. Thankfully. Relief. Epic. Soon. Thank you. Kennedy broke it. This I time. broke it. <laughs> I got a my new one. First, my, my first Does arm. Does anyone break. make uh, microphone okay. arms on that that's listening to us right now? I have new ones in their way, buddy. <laughs> okay, Why didn't you bring them out yet? You should see the ones he's holding back beers. He didn't think, he didn't think we were going to be in this room. You should see the ones that are in the other podcast room. They're just so much better. This thing is what twist tied on, or like the one I'm using right now. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, that one's great. You can, it's sturdy. You can put like a burger on there if you wanted to. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Number four. So Yamo yesterday saying that it felt good to score against the Oilers. Oh. Oh, inevitable. Heartbreak. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, bad. It Suck, can't be heartbreaking. Sucky. We've seen this a thousand times before. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but it's Yamo. It kind of feel, feels irrelevant. Scorned. Oh. Uh, expected. Okay, number five, last one. The Chiefs being up two nothing in the Swifty era. <laughs> I didn't watch enough. Uh. Taylor Swift forever. Magical. Bombwood. Uh, the expected result. Mm-hmm. I literally turned it off in the first quarter because it was too much Swifter stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought it was funny the first week and now I'm like, yeah, I'm done. No, yeah, they, they have, <laughs> yeah, I won't watch the Chiefs anymore until that's over. Swiffer not getting on this. That's crazy. Swiffer? Like the wet Yeah, that's what they are. Are they not Swifters? Swifties. Swiffer, Swifters. Swifters. You should be called Swifties from now on. Swifters. You can call me Swiffer. Swifters. Give me a call. Well, yeah, I see. Folks. I hope. I hope this relationship blows up to the point of being unbearable, so that Taylor Swift's breakup album just be that much better. I'm just a big fan of like all the other things that are happening. Like Gritty had Taylor out on the ice with him inside of a bin. It, like just outrageous stuff is happening. It's all fun. Have fun oh, with it. Stupid. I'm having fun with this. Stuff okay, that's it. I got five. Thanks, Kennedy. No problem. Thanks, Kennedy. There's Kennedy Word Association coming back every Tuesday. We're also going to workshop some different bits so that the Tuesday episode doesn't necessarily sound like what we do yeah, on like Fridays. F- Fridays will be Hot Gold Performers Ask the Idiots. Yep. Kennedy's quote game. This episode will have Word Association, obviously, and we'll come up with some new things. And if you have any ideas, send them our way. Yeah, we'll claim them as our own. Yep. We will take them and <laughs> yes. put them on the podcast. Don't see the way it goes. Again, just to recap the preseason schedule, we are down to the final two games. Thankfully, this last two weeks has just dragged on forever. Mm. Wednesday, we've got the Flams in town. 
Friday we got the Kraken in town. We will see how it goes. I'm expecting a full lineup by Friday night, or at least pretty damn close to the opening night lineup. And then from there, we just got four short days to wait till the season opener on October 11th. Again, go get yourself tickets to the season launch party. Check out nationgear.ca. We have got a sale going on right now. Inventory is getting very, very limited. So if you want to scoop up some new stuff before the season, do it now. Do it now. Uh, just quickly, Jay Woodcroft spoke to the media today after skate and said, it's an open competition for the crease on game one. There you go. Yeah. So Chet Pickard is still in the mix. Good news. Calvin Chet too. Yeah, Chet, yeah, Chet's his cousin. Just, what, what if what if he got a shot? You can't rule know. anyone out at this point. Mm-hmm. It's open competition. I'm mm-hmm. telling Rick, you. you could be the starter. The door is open. I'm he like, left it open for. They're going to lower Miko Koskinen from the Raptors. <laughs> Game on. The cheesy Gordita crunch. <laughs> the people love it. The people love it. Any final thoughts? By the way, Five former Oilers on Seattle is rattling me. Six. Dave Tippett's that now too. Yep. Oh yeah. That was another thing that we did. Did he shave? Or is he running like the retirement beard still? Oh, can you imagine if he just wanted to piss us off and he showed up in Seattle with the tip stash? That would have been that would be hilarious. Can you prove he hasn't? I thought we can't. We can't prove anything. What if he's waiting for the first game against us? His wife loves the mustache. That's what he told us. She did say it. Mm -hmm. Or he said it. Come on, Tippett. You shave that thing. Clean shaven. That's the only option now. All right. Lastly, we're going to wrap up the first Tuesday episode of the season with a quick Jay's breakdown from Tyler. What are you expecting? We are got a first pitch coming up in like 20 minutes. 23 minutes on the nose. Uh, low scoring baseball. Twins are going to go Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray. Both were very good the last two months of the season. Jays are going to go Gosman, then Barrios, and hopefully they don't need Chris Bassett. But Kevin Gosman's legit one of the best pitchers in the game right now. So expect it to be a low-scoring, grinded-out baseball series. No one's worried about the pitching. The question is, will the offense come out? And you know what? Here's the beautiful thing about baseball. Think about the Phillies last year. Think about the Braves the year they went all the way and won. You get in, you ride two or three hot pitchers, and your offense just happens to get hot for a couple of weeks. And I think you watch this team a lot. The only thing is that the Jays' offense hasn't gotten hot like that all year. You've seen like glimpses. You're like, oh, yeah, here we go, here we go. And then a flat tire. So you're telling me they're due. But that's that's what I mean, right? Like 100%. the regular season means nothing. They're 100%. a talented ass said, group. Yeah, I've said this a couple times this season. I'm like, okay, here it goes, here it goes, here it goes, and then nothing. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm year two of getting back into the Jays, and just the frustrating part for me is the season we're on is like one series you'll have them hitting the ball around, like everybody's hitting, yeah. coming up with clutch hits, and then the next series gone. The only time they get those hits though against lower, lesser quality pitchers, unfortunately. So it'll be interesting what happens. What has your guys' take been on this uh, complaining about celebrating making the playoffs? That's been it's making been a thing rounds. for rounds. It's such decades. a hockey bro thing to complain about. It like, is you, hilarious. Though. No, it's everybody though. I mean, you know, I know, but like but, you can tell who are the hockey fans that just watch the Jays when they're like, oh my God, draw popping. Every team does it, bro. Every the thing that the thing I think gets, it's hilarious. I don't mind. I don't mind making the playoffs popping it. But it's like when you win your first your first round and then you're popping it and then you're popping it again. Like, who's supplying all this damn champagne? Yeah, I, I agree with that take. But- Get in the playoffs because it's the hardest sport to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then win the championship because that's what you do. Yeah. The rest of it, keep it down. Enough, yeah. I agree. Fair enough. Lose the ski goggles. Take it in the eyes like a man. Yeah. Thank you. Know? you please. <laughs> There's so much prep work that goes into it, honestly. It's yeah. insane how much work each of these well, teams Well, that's what I want to know. Like, so, like, the Jays had the, clan, uh, the chance to clinch on Saturday had they won. Yeah. They, they did not win. The Mariners lost. They ended up getting it. Did somebody set up in, like, the seventh inning all the shit yeah, in the room? And then they were like, uh oh, this isn't going well. And they had to pull everything down before the game ended. I've seen photos of that before. I didn't see it. Had to be, this right? One, but you, yeah. might go, you might go, like, wrap it off. But I think the rest of that stuff is probably in coolers on wheels. You just and when you, you get there, two people go scrambling down yeah, the there's, stairs. There's one room that no one's allowed into, <laughs> and it's where all the good stuff is. Can we open, open it. No, no. Okay, all right. Just keep the door closed, and nobody goes in there. To the Players coming in after a loss, just looking up at the ceiling. Why is there tape up there? <laughs> also, uh, shout out to Hazel May for the uh, celebratory coverage from in the room. Yeah. Tough gig. Jordan Romano, tarps off dance. I'm into it. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, when the Oilers clinch a playoff spot this year, I'll spray all of you guys with champagne. You should wrap up this room. Yeah. Sounds good. I like it. I want to say thank you to our friends at Oodle Noodle. 
to Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, Alberta Blue Cross Cornerstone Insurance, and Wilhawk Beef Jerky. First Tuesday episode is in the books. We are going to be back twice a week for the rest of the season. Next week, we're doing predictions. But on Friday, we're going to be back with our usual shenanigans, previewing the last preseason game, the last roster spots, and anything else that's going on between now and then. Have a great week, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.